Megan Hicks of I Run Far. I'm with Ailson McDonald. It's the day after the 2022 Western States Endurance Run. You took second place. I did, yes, surprisingly. <laughs> surprisingly? Why do you say that? Uh, yeah, I, my goal really for yesterday was just to execute a smarter race than I did in 2018. And I know this is like a very highly competitive field. Um, kind of hope for a top 10, but to come in, make my way up to the second place was, was, uh, pr pretty, pretty amazing. Well, I'd love to compare your previous run in this one as well as talking about yesterday, but since this is I Run Far's first interview with you, I'd also love to know a little bit about you. Like, what do you do outside of running and how'd you come to running 100 mile distances on trails in the mountains? <laughs> it was definitely a slow transition. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I've, I've always been very athletic throughout my entire youth and um, I was originally a triathlete and so I did dabbled, I in, <laughs> dabbled in short distance triathlon and uh, then it, I took more of a running approach for several years and kind of focused on the marathon and then from there it went, I got back into um, into triathlon and did some half Ironmans and that progressed to the Ironman and then that's kind of where I discovered my talent for endurance events. So from there I started to dabble in the trail running and then uh, the distances just get getting longer and longer and I found that the longer I went the better I was doing. So huh. <laughs> here I am. Here you are at 100 miles. 100 miles, yep. <laughs> um, so you made running Western States your goal, was it four years ago now? Yeah, okay. 2018. Um, and you came here, you finished, <clears throat> but it was a challenge. It was a challenge. I was coming off a really big breakthrough race at Black Canyon 100k that year. That's where I got my golden ticket and I might have came in a, a little bit overconfident and not knowing the challenges of this course, I definitely didn't pace myself right. I think I was like second to the top of the escarpment that year, yeah, which is <laughs> yeah, yeah, not not a smart move. So, um, it, I obviously fell apart really bad after that and mm -hmm. suffered to the finish line. But I finished, and I was proud of my finish. And um, I know my my husband and my crew were like we think you can do it better. We'd really love for you to go back and try it again. So that's what brought me here the second time. So was the impetus of your family and not your sort of own internal driving? Totally. Yeah. I love that. I mean, I, I was really proud of my finish in, in 2018 because it was, it was a hard fight to the finish. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Probably my hardest fight yet. And, but there was no quit in me that day. Aww. I, I just kept moving forward at a very, very slow pace and eventually made it. And, um, but yeah, they, they thought, yeah, you can probably do a better time on this course. So <laughs> Here we are again. Here we are again. <laughs> um, how did you sort of strategize and lay out how you hoped yesterday would go, given that you had the experience that you did? Was it just a matter of starting out a lot more conservatively or was there other more strategical things? Definitely starting out conservatively um, was my main goal, okay. but not to, get up, not to get caught up in the competition either. Everybody goes out quite hot in this race. Yeah. Um, and I've known like ever since my 2018 experience at Western States, I've always like, it was a lesson, valuable lesson learned for me. And mm -hmm. I have always taken the conservative strategy ever since then. Mm -hmm. And it's always paid off. So I knew that if I could just hold back and not worry about anybody else's race, just worry about my own, um, that I, I would end up doing okay. So. Um, so in terms of how the race played out yesterday, um, can you talk about, a, let, like, let's maybe break the race up into thirds. How did the high country go, the climb up to the escarpment? You weren't in first. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually pr quite proud of the fact that I wasn't in first at I the escarpment. You're not <laughs> <in the lead. laughs> I um no, it, it was good. I I I 
it was way more enjoyable experience than it was mm. in 2018 because mm. I actually got to take in some of the scenery. Like when you're not suffering, it's so much more enjoyable. And not that I wasn't suffering, I yeah. definitely was, but yeah. not to the extent I was in 2018. In a different and, way, a tolerable in a totally level. different way. Oh. And you know, I, I was able to just take in the scenery and. You know, in 2018, when I was falling apart and I was coming into the aid station, so it was really overwhelming. So you never really got to um, absorb the energy. Mm. You were more kind of like, just just let me go. Yeah. And it was such a game changer yesterday. I, I, just coming into those aid stations and all the volunteers are so helpful and mm. they're just looking after your needs. Mm. And I was just like really appreciative of them. And I, I realized what an incredible race this is and mm. the community that it takes to put it on. And it was it was just a way better experience. And in whole. Um, I listened to somebody say <clears throat> yesterday about how like this race in particular, I mean all ultra marathons just seem to have aid like good aid stations but this one in particular like yeah there's a physical benefit obviously but this race offers a psychological benefit with its aid stations being so robust. Oh it does. I, I was looking forward to them. <laughs> like it, they were People a, in the woods! <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were a real spirit lifter. Aww. Just the energy and then the encouragement that you got going through those aid stations was just a, a huge boost. Mm. Was there a point yesterday during the race where you did allow yourself to start thinking about competition and your position and thinking about who's in front or back or were you inside your own head and your own game? I try to stay in my own game. Um, when I made my way into third place, I got pretty excited because that meant a, a ticket to UTMB, which yeah. is what I'm striving for. Okay. And coming into this race, I was like, oh, top three at, at Western States is a pretty ambitious goal. I, I just don't think that's a realistic a realistic goal for me at, mm. at my age and with the competition and so when I made my way to third I was like wow if I can hold on to this this is going to be like a dream come true mm. <clears throat> so I just kept trucking along at my comfortable pace and then um, I ended up catching up to second place and that was just holy cow like yeah. <laughs> this is a surreal position to be in and was it it was third place after the river is that when you went into third or exactly where did that do you remember uh was it i can't remember if it was before the river or after in that vicinity like 20 miles to go i think so okay. yeah and then was it around like mile 85 that you moved into second place i believe so yeah okay. somewhere around there um did you have reports on like where first place was or the gaps I, to people behind you? Um, I One person said to me along the course that there was a 22 minute lead between myself and first place. Um, but I, I never actually liked to know. Okay. Um, my husband like, makes la, it. La, 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 la. Yeah. <laughs> I find that if I, if I do know, then maybe I'll get a little bit more competitive and I'll push the pace too much and then blow up. So my husband always makes a point of never telling me where I am in the pack. I love it. And that's kind of our, our agreement. Like I love it. Um, unless it comes down to the wire. Okay. Then, then he's instructed that if it's very close. <laughs> then, it, yeah. Then, tell and, you to and run there's for like, it. a, and it's like the end of the race, then I'll pick up the pace. Got but it. when you have 20 miles left to go, that's a lot of race. Yeah. So, and I, I was, I said to my husband yesterday, like part of my strategy was I was going to warm up for 90 miles and then race the I last 10. It. Did that happen? Yep. Yeah. I think so. I mean, I, I think I moved pretty good in the last 10 miles, considering it was a 100-mile race. I was really happy with the way I felt and the way I was able to, to kind of just keep moving at the pace I was moving at. Um, honestly, you looked like you were finishing, I don't know, like a Sunday long run when you crossed the finish line. Did it feel like that? Did you? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. You look so light-footed. <laughs> no, my... 
I wanted to sprint around the track. I always like to finish fast and, you know, sometimes you just want to get it over with, but there's a lot of energy on the track too. So you just kind of want to soak it all in. And at the same time, like, I just want to be done so I can take my shoes off. <laughs> so that's a big driver too. <laughs> I love it. Um, you have run at the UTMB festival. I think you've run the CCC before, but now, is that right? CCC? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, now you have the ticket to UTMB. Is that where we're going to see you next year? Yeah, definitely. I'm going to do mm -hmm. UTMB. I um I actually DNF'd at UTMB this past year. You did. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So um I want to go back and get redemption there. That's my plan. You also have this thing called the F2 bib after this race. <laughs> Does that is that meaning anything to you on this Sunday morning? No, not with the UTMB on the plate okay. for next year. Because I think that was part of the reason why I ended up DNFing last year was I tried to do 200 milers back to back, and I that's tough. I <laughs> um. Congratulations on your second place finish. Thank you. And um, it'll be really fun to see what you do at UTMB next year. Thank you. Well done. Thanks. Thank you for that. that